My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 213 of The Kate Show. Today I'm talking about the best three-part email sequence for interior design, staging, organizing, and window treatment businesses. But before I get into that, I want to talk about another sequence that you should totally be using in your business, and that is a client onboarding sequence. And the easiest way to set something like this up is to use a tool called HoneyBook. Now, if you've been hearing about HoneyBook, if you're on my show or somewhere else, and you're like, what exactly is this? Guys, I have to tell you, HoneyBook makes running a business and looking professional so much easier because you can onboard a client. They'll automatically be sent the proposal. You can use a proposal template that you created. You can use a very standard proposal. You can do a custom proposal every single time. And when the client signs it, they're automatically taken over to where they can pay for something if that is how your process works. If not, you can certainly switch it up. And then they're sent email reminders at the right times. They are walked through your process. You can link to different things like videos or PDFs or whatever they might need prior to meeting with you. That way it saves a lot of emails back and forth. You don't have to retype the same email again and again. Your client gets what they need at the right times. They feel very taken care of. Plus, they have a client portal they can log into at any time to see past invoices, invoices that are coming due soon, or the contract, really anything that you want to upload into their portal. It makes running a business so much easier, and it can also take away the need to hire a VA because VAs do a lot of these things. And shout out to all the good VAs. I mean, they're definitely needed, but if you can use a tool like HoneyBook, and save 50% off your first year with them by using the code socialite, why wouldn't you? So go to share.honeybook.com forward slash socialite and use the code socialite at checkout for 50% off your first year. How many of you have ever said, I need an email sequence, but I'm not sure what it should say? Well, if you've ever thought this, you're not alone. Now, unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there, coaches, online course creators, who will try to convince you that your home industry business needs a long, complex email sequence in order to generate leads. Now, while this could be true of other industries, even though I can't think of a single industry that would really benefit from this, including my own, it's not an effective strategy for interior design, window treatment, home staging, or organizing businesses. Because not only does a long, complex email sequence involve a massive amount of work for you as the business owner, It also annoys the heck out of the unfortunate people in your mailing list. (laughs) Annoyed people are not going to hire you. So if you want to stop sabotaging your leads and stop putting a big heavy roadblock in your sales funnel, you guys need to hear this episode of The Kate Show because today I'm sharing the three-part email sequence that your home industry business should be using. Email newsletters and email marketing in general is a powerful tool, but it can't be used the exact same way across all industries. The home industry is cultivated by relationships and referrals. Waves of marketing emails will wipe out what you've built, but a steady, reasonable trickle will promote lasting business growth. Before I get into all the details, I want to thank Side Door. They are a sponsor of this episode. And as an interior designer, you might be feeling like the only way to scale your business is to work more hours and hire more people, maybe set up a retail location. And all that can really drive you crazy. Is it worth it in the end? Well, not really. Not from what people are telling me. That's why Side Door was invented. Side Door gives you another way to scale without losing your marbles or your cash. 
Selling trade-only products and earning an average commission of 30% on each sale is genius because not only do you have far more income potential than affiliate marketing, but you also don't have to worry about the headache of inventory or handling orders, shipping returns, or customer support. Just curate a room package, make the sale, and get paid. Side door does the rest. You can sell each package repeatedly, or you could even offer a custom service that lets you handcraft a package for each client. Either way, Side Door is a smarter way to scale your design firm. To get started with them, go to www.onsidedoor.com to get started today. All right, guys. Before we get into today's full episode, I want to give a little shout out to Nan Kruger of My Groovy Home because she left a very nice review of the Socialite Agency and particularly of Socialite Fault. Here is what she said. I'm amazed by the marketing plan you wrote for me. It's like gold. Thank you so much for creating it and for making it clear and organized. It definitely didn't look like this in my head. I'm so grateful for your expertise and for the vault. Love, love, love. Well, Nan, we love working with you, and I'm so happy with the plan that we came up with together and that it's something you'll be able to implement and feel confident about. Now, if you guys want a marketing plan tailored to you, you can go to socialitevault.com because when you sign up there, you will be working not only with my amazing team, but also one-on-one with me so that we can really dive deep into your marketing and get a plan in place. And that plan often involves my team doing most of the work, and it can also involve some of your team members if you have them, or even you, depending on whether or not you would like to take on a little bit of that. It's all very flexible and dynamic as your needs change. All right, guys. Now, as promised, let's get into the best three-part email sequence for the home industry. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Did you guys know that you have a lot more control over when and how your business attracts new clients? Well, you do. It starts with creating a path for them to follow. So in marketing speak, we say that's called having a sales funnel. When a potential client goes to your website, maybe they found you in a Google search or somebody referred them to you. They're often not ready to contact you in the moment. They're still in the research phase, and because of this, they'll leave your site without ever contacting you, which is a real bummer, isn't it? Well, how can you ensure that these people don't forget who you are and end up hiring someone else? Thankfully, the solution is simple. You just have to give them a reason to join your mailing list. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to say something boring, like sign up for my newsletter, (laughs) because that's really lame. Um, And if you're doing this, don't feel bad. Just Know that it's got to be fixed. You can always fix it. It's never too late. Instead, it means you need to offer something that they, your leads, will find genuinely relevant to their situation. And in order to get this valuable thing, all they have to do is sign up for your mailing list. Now, what is this valuable thing I'm talking about? It's very vague terminology. Well, it's basically a lead magnet. It's a freebie. It's a premium offering that you don't charge people for. And it can take on a few different formats. It could be a short video of you explaining a process in your business or sharing tips regarding a service that you offer. 
It could also be a quiz. Now the quiz is only recommended if you cater to the DIYer because quizzes are very Cosmo and BuzzFeed. The other thing you could do is a PDF that it is styled to look like a magazine and it offers insights about your process, your portfolio, and even your pricing. So a lot of our clients will do a pricing guide with us for that reason. Regardless of what you offer for free, you absolutely have to require people to give their email address to you before they can access anything. Now, once they've signed up, they get everything that you've promised, plus they also get the three-part email sequence. So what is that sequence? Well, the first email is the welcome email. Its purpose is to provide a summary of who you are and who you serve to anyone who has recently joined your mailing list. This email can be sent to people who are already on your contact list, so if you've got past clients and leads on there, you can send this to them, but it's not necessary. Now, this welcome email includes things like an introduction to you, so it should have your headshot and your bio. You should be speaking in the first person. You should describe your ideal client, list your services, and include the lead magnet they signed up for. Maybe it's a link, maybe it's an attachment to the email. And then you can tell them what to do next. So maybe you want them to just go check out your portfolio. You know, make it a very small ask. And then let me just give you a little bit of an idea of how this would read. Because it's one thing for me to list off, I'll put this, this, and this in it. But I can actually give you examples. And if you go to the show notes of this episode, you can see a visual example of a newsletter that we've created for our clients and it's something they use and they send out to their own mailing lists and it just makes it a lot easier because it's already graded for them. But I am going to read off to you what that welcome email says, so hopefully it inspires and guides you to creating your own welcome email. All right, so this is how the welcome email reads. Welcome to my business name, serving in the newest city and state or city and province and surrounding areas. And then the actual body content reads, you're here because you believe your home can be beautiful, and I'm here to show you exactly how you can make that happen. Now that you're on my VIP list, you'll receive my monthly lookbook on the regular. It's a fun, quick read with gorgeous photos and ideas for your spaces. When you're ready to implement any ideas you've seen, or if you've come up with your own, or if you've hit a wall and you need help, I'm here for you. My services include, and then list your services, And then below that, there's a spot for your headshot and bio, and then there's a call to action. And it simply says, ready to take action? Book a consult with us and start making your home beautiful. And then it gives a section where you can put the investment of a consultation if you charge for it, and I hope you do, uh, the duration and the location. So is it virtual? Is it on site? And then there's a button for scheduling now, and that button could link to Calendly or Acuity. It could also just link to the contact form on your website, whatever you prefer. And this email is ready to use, but you could certainly use the text to inspire you. And by the way, when this newsletter says you'll receive my monthly lookbook on the regular, that is a reference to a monthly email newsletter. I find that calling a newsletter a lookbook is so much nicer because newsletters have gotten this bad reputation of being really lame. (laughs) So, you know, we'll just call it something different. And you can brand it that way. It's a monthly lookbook. It's not a monthly newsletter, even though it is a newsletter. (laughs) So anyway, that's just what that means. 
And then let's move on to the second email in this three-part sequence. It is the how we work email. Now, the purpose of this email is to give your potential clients a realistic view of what working with you is like. It's a realistic view of a working relationship between the design firm and the clients, between the organizer and the clients, whoever you are. This includes sharing a step-by-step workflow and establishing expectations around that workflow, the project timeline, and the budget considerations. This is a good time for you to share what you do and how you do it, because you'd be surprised how many people don't really know what you do. You would also need to list the features of your services, so what's included, and then list the benefits of working with you. So how is the client's life going to be improved by working with you specifically? You should also include your headshot and bio and an easy way for that potential client to take the next step with you. The next step might look like booking a discovery call or a consult. It might look like completing a project request form on your website or simply emailing you back. Regardless of what you want them to do next, make sure it's really spelled out and it's really easy for them to do because if it's not easy, they're not going to do it. Now, if you're like, okay, well, this sounds good, but exactly what does this look like? What would a How We Work email say? I have got the verbiage for that as well, and I'm going to share it with you. Now, the one I'm going to share with you is done from the perspective of custom window treatments. This is something we have available to our clients and our Socialite Vault members. We also have different versions of this for interior designers, organizers, home stagers, things like that. And so this is what it says. The main headline reads, How We Design Custom Window Treatments for Homeowners and Interior Designers. And then we get into the body text. Whether you design for a living or you're simply updating a window covering in your own home, you've likely experienced the frustration of ready-made window treatments. The drapery panels that are two inches too short, the shades that don't quite fit the window, and let's not even talk about how light filtration changes the fabric color. Each window treatment is a work of art that must work well on its own while playing nicely with many other factors and pieces in your space. And then we get into point number one, why go custom? Well, homeowners and interior designer clients come to our workroom because they want a window covering that is tailored to each window so it can hide imperfections and truly suit the space. Things like privacy and light control are only the most obvious reasons and the most common because store-bought window treatments leave windows looking very utilitarian and looking like afterthoughts rather than functional, beautiful additions to your home's overall design. And then the second point is how do we design? So how is a custom window treatment created? We work directly with interior designers and their clients to address the use and aesthetic needs of the space. Window coverings that are excellent for the main living space won't be a good fit for the bathroom, and that's why each space must be addressed as a singular unit. We provide curated options for all materials, such as fabric and hardware, and we work with you to determine which add-ons should be included. Add-ons can be anything from cornices and blackout lining to motorization and smart home automation of your coverings. The third point is, how do we create? We fabricate all soft window treatments, drapery, cornices, and some Roman shades in our custom workroom, and we welcome in-progress visits from our interior designer clients by appointment only. If your space requires hard window treatments, such as blinds, shutters, and some shades, we measure each window opening meticulously and place the order with one of our trusted vendors. Whether the treatment is hard or soft, we always have our certified installer perform the final installation, and we are on site to ensure every detail is according to your wishes. 
It sure beats ordering curtains from Amazon and hoping they look good. And then we get into a few design tips and design trends. We have a place for your name and your bio and your photo. And then we also have a place where you can link to different service offerings and a place for you to link to a scheduling page like Acuity, Calendly, or even just the contact form on your website. And that is a great second email to send in this three-part sequence. Today's episode of The Kate Show is brought to you in part by the Window Coverings Association of America. If you're an interior designer, a window treatment specialist, or an installer looking for business growth, listen up. With an annual membership to the WCAA, you'll receive trade discounts, ongoing education, and an exclusive listing in their homeowner-facing directory of professionals, which, by the way, guys, makes it a lot easier for people to find you. Whether you've been working in the home industry forever or you're fresh out of design school, the WCAA can help you take your business to the next level, whether you're just trying to scale up or you're just getting started. Go to wcaa.org for more details. Now let's talk about the third and final piece in the sequence, the Mythbuster email. The purpose of this email is to address misconceptions about your industry and set the record straight. Not only will this position you as a leader in your industry, but it will also show your potential clients how educated and experienced you are, even if you might not feel that way. This email does go a long way in building trust. So here's what it includes, or should include. Three of the biggest myths your industry has. Maybe they say, well, home stagers are too expensive, or interior designers are too expensive, or you should just do it yourself, you know, look it all up on Pinterest and do it. And then... Expand on each of those myths. Where did it come from? Why is it a problem? Why are some people believing it? And explain what the truth is. So set the record straight. And then you should also include your headshot and your bio. And of course, as always, an easy way for that potential client to take the next step with you. Now, you could probably list more than three myths about your industry, but try not to go overboard. Your email needs to be concise and easy for people to digest. Avoid providing links to external sources because, let's be honest, you're not arguing in a court of law or writing a dissertation, and the more links you put in an email, the more you're going to distract your reader. Now, what could this myth-busting email actually say? Like, what does it look like? Well, you can see a visual example of it in the show notes for this episode, but what I'm going to do is actually read the text from one of our myth-busting newsletters that we've created for Socialite Vault. This one is from the perspective of a home stager who is working with real estate agents, but of course we do have other versions of this for designers and uh, organizers and so on. So here is the headline. Crazy home staging myths that we wish people would stop believing. And then it gets into the introductory paragraph. As a real estate agent, home builder, or investor, have you ever felt like your industry was greatly misunderstood? Here are a few myths we've heard about you, but don't worry, we know they're not true. First myth, real estate is easy, just give house tours all day. Or how about this one, new homes always sell like hotcakes. Or this one, flipping and selling houses is like living on HGTV. (laughs) Now, of course, remember, This newsletter is being written to the real estate agent, to the home builder, or to the real estate investor. It goes on to say this. Statements like this bother you, don't they? We hear you. 
What you do is no cakewalk, and it has a lasting impact on the person who buys your home. Home staging is honestly the same way. Keep reading to get a good chuckle as we bust the top three myths that people believe about our industry, home staging. Number one, the myth is that home staging is just decorating. While services like interior design or decorating are based on personal style, home staging is founded on established effective sales techniques that require an understanding of architecture and psychology. Our goal with each stage is to help your buyers picture themselves using the space while also showcasing the best aspects of your listing. Number two, home staging is expensive. <laughs> that is definitely a myth, isn't it? Since staged homes tend to sell 88% faster and for 20% more than unstaged homes, home staging has a significant return on investment. That investment is a mere single-digit percentage of the overall sale price and can yield faster turnover, often above the listed price of the home. The third myth is that home staging is just a last resort for slow markets. While it's true that home staging is a great solution for hard-to-sell homes, staging any home from the start will save you more money and yield a greater return on investment in the end. Stage homes are often professionally photographed, ensuring that your MLS photos will get noticed by motivated home buyers. They also allow you to list the home for top dollar without deterring the right leads. So that goes through th just three, just three of the hardcore myths around home staging. And then this newsletter goes into some staging highlights and staging tips of the month. There's a place for your headshot and your bio, service offerings, and then of course a call to action button for people to take the next step with you. So that's what the three-part email sequence looks like. It's refreshingly simple and effective. But what do you do after that, after that three-part sequence has gone out? Or do you just actually send those emails in a different order? And can you send them in real time? Do they have to be part of an automated sequence? Well, they don't actually. You don't have to make it part of an automated sequence, but those are three emails that you should at some point send to your contacts. The only one that is time sensitive is the welcome email. Because if someone is on your website and they signed up for something, you want to make sure that you send them whatever it is they signed up for, whatever lead magnet it was, immediately. But the other two, the myth-busting one and the how-we-work one, those actually can be sent any time in the lead life cycle. It doesn't have to be right away. But do you send ongoing emails to people too, or just a sequence? Well, to be honest, you would be losing money if you didn't send ongoing emails. Your past clients and leads are a great source of referrals, even if they don't need to hire you again. But on that same note, your past clients might not realize that you offer more services than just the one that was provided to them. Once they see what else you offer by way of your email marketing, they're more likely to hire you again because they're like, oh, you do this too? I need that too. Additionally, your leads often need to get more than just an initial three emails from you in order to become your clients. It's one thing to tell someone that you offer a particular service, but it's quite another and much more convincing to share how you accomplish that service, especially when you can keep it short and sweet and include photos month after month. Now, if you're like, well, there's the problem. I don't have photos of my work. Totally fine. There are so many stock photo resources out there. You can certainly curate something that goes along with your brand without having to say that it's your work, because obviously you wouldn't want to lie. But you don't have to say it's a stock photo either. Uh, it, you can just add the stock photo if it illustrates the point you're trying to make. It's totally fine. Now, I need to give you guys some 
email marketing best practices and tips to guide you on this journey. So here's a quick list. Every email you send should be about 300 to 400 words long and include three to five images. And every email should include your headshot, bio, logo, and a call to action. Those pieces are really important. Your emails, whether they are in a sequence or they're ongoing, should be sent two to four weeks apart. Don't send an email every day or even every week, as that tends to overwhelm the average home industry client. Every email should contain only one topic and only one call to action, because the more topics or calls to action you include, the less effective the newsletter will be. So you don't want to have a topic about, let's say, window treatments, and then say, oh, we went to High Point, here are the highlights, or here's my latest blog post. Like If you keep throwing all those things in there and you have buttons going in every direction, it's going to make it very difficult for people to know what to click on. And instead of clicking to book a consult with you, they might get distracted and go read a blog post, which is not exactly what you want them to do. If they were ready to contact you and you just sent them to a blog post, that's not serving them or you very well. On that note, every email you send should be a standalone piece of content. Don't include a link to your blog post to read more. Everything that someone needs to read should be condensed enough to be included in the newsletter. Now let's say, though, that you are working really hard on your blog and you do want to include a link to it. Well, you can do it subtly, just don't add a button for it. So at the end of your bio, you might say, go here to check out my latest blog post, and then you just hyperlink the text. What you don't want to do is create a big old button for people to click on that takes them to the blog, and then have another big button for your call to action, which is book a consult or book a discovery call, because now you've got two competing calls to action. You need one primary call to action, one button. Now, the other thing you guys might be wondering is, it's all good and well if I have a sequence and I know what to say, but who do I send it to? Like, how do I grow my mailing list? Well, here's a nice summary of what you need to do. First, put the email addresses of all your past leads and clients in a spreadsheet. And to make that easier, you can just export names and emails from QuickBooks or your email provider, Gmail, whatever, Outlook, or some other software that you use often for your business. Next, put friends and family on that list because they are great referral sources. Avoid adding your colleagues to your mailing list, however, especially if they offer the same services that you do. There's just no point marketing to them. Also, Avoid buying a list of email addresses or taking email addresses from events. You know, if you go around and grab people's business cards, can't do that. And also, avoid scraping them from the internet because that's actually unethical and it can get you blocked from reputable mass mailing platforms. In extreme cases, you could also get hit with heavy fines and lose your website domain, which is not cool. So make sure the people on your mailing list know who you are. If they don't know who you are, they will need to sign themselves up. And how do they sign themselves up? Well, when they go to your website and they want to get your freebie, your lead magnet, they are signing themselves up. You likely won't know any of these people, and therefore it's crucial that they are signing themselves up. You're not tracking them down and signing them up for your lead magnet. They do it themselves. Now, unless you want to serve DIY clients, make sure your lead magnet avoids DIY topics. DIY topics includes things like a list of your favorite paint colors, or a how-to that they can do without your help, or a shopping list, links to different retail products. Focus your lead magnet on something that matters to your ideal client, like a pricing guide, or an explanation of how you work with clients. 
The other thing you need to do is make sure the contact form on your website is automatically sending each lead's name and email address to your mass mail provider, like MailChimp or Flowdesk. That will initiate a three-part email sequence to be sent to them, and it will also let them receive your ongoing emails. Now, we might be also wondering, like, what tools am I supposed to use for this? Well, you have some options. For sending the emails, I recommend MailChimp because they have the most options. Flowdesk is another good option. And then as far as creating them, like actually writing the darn emails, this is something my agency does just for the home industry. And you can head over to socialitevault.com, sign up for a package, get access to a hundred, <laughs> well, hundreds of email marketing pieces of content. Uh, if you need a lead magnet, that's also something we include. It's free for Vault members, but if you just want to buy it one-off and not become a member, that's also an option. So you can go to socialite.com for that. Or excuse me, socialitevault.com for that. And yeah, that's what you do, guys. It's a very simple three-part email sequence for the home industry. I've even tested this on my own industry, and it works really well because people don't unsubscribe like crazy. And they actually open the emails that are sent to them through an automation, which is great. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram or send me an email. Um, you can certainly check out the show notes for this episode if you go to katethesocialite.com and click on the podcast in the main menu. But until then, guys, keep your marketing simple, keep your message clear, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.